0: Testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info
1: and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up September 29th through October 1st in Pennsylvania in the beautiful Poconos along the Delaware River. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan. How are you, Steve? I am blessed. Thank you, sir. Okay, the reason we're kind of chuckling here is because I did a whole intro <laughs> without ever even recording uh, what I had done. So uh, we figured that's going to be on a blooper reel some, somewhere. But uh, before we dive in, we were talking last time about this issue of do the work, and we're going to do some more... Uh, We're going to present some more on that in this program. But I wanted to share with you about two resources that are really helpful for couples because we deal with a lot of couples. About 80% of the folks that we serve in our ministry are married couples. And so we have a great resource for men called Gateway to Freedom, and it is a three-day intensive workshop for men who just want to overcome any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. And we do these periodically throughout the year in various locations, Pennsylvania, Texas, uh, Colorado, and Florida. And so we've got some coming up in the fall. But it's a great way for men to just, man, it's a catalyst. Because wouldn't you say that no matter where a guy is in his journey, whether he's on day one or maybe a couple years in and gets stuck – it's a great way for him to full to of move growth forward. and
0: learning and insight great weekend. Yeah.
1: But I also want to share a resource for wives that we've got that has been very beneficial to many wives and it's our online wives care groups. And these are run by our wives care manager Gigi Hopkins and she's also got some uh, other women that are trained in this uh to help women just uh they need a catalyst too. They need to know what does this journey look like? Is there hope? What can what are the decisions that I can make? to To be healthy and to keep moving forward. And so these groups happen um, quarterly currently. We've got an, uh, some more coming up in October, and they're six weeks long, and you can learn all about those groups j- just by going to wivescare.com and then clicking on the groups link. So Stephen, with that, why don't we uh, jump back in here, maybe give uh, a little bit of a recap of where we've been from the last time, and then... Uh, just let our listeners know where we're going to be going in this session.
0: So we were uh, halfway through a little talk that was inspired by this book called Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. Um, it's not a Christian book. It, it has one premise that resistance will try to take you out no matter what you do. And so there's a couple of things I want to read from it here. It says, resistance never sleeps. Um, and it goes on to say, in other words, fear doesn't go away. The warrior and the artist live by the same code of necessity, which dictates that the battle must be fought anew every day. Mm. Does that have any porn applications? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And then be stubborn. When you determine the, your direction in your fight, be stubborn. And once you commit to the action, the worst thing you can do is stop. Mm. You think about that thought. A lot of the regrets in your life, I'll bet, have a stopping point in them. I didn't finish school, started a job, took a painting class, took piano lessons, started karate, joined a team, you know
1: even even if you have regrets of things that you did, it's probably because they distracted you from doing the things that you wanted to do, so there was a stop like for instance the the person that says, "Oh man, I regret all the the <clears throat> pornography that I consumed during the formative years of my kids." well, what was that that was it was pull, it was stopping you from building healthy relationships with your kids, right? right? So even the right. things that you're doing, it's like it can be a distraction and pull you away. So there is a stopping in there, I think.
0: So the whole idea of resistance is what this book is about. Um, resistance will rise up. Resistance will try to take you out. Resistance will distract you. And he he, he says anything healthy that you want to do, resistance is right there. You want to eat healthy, lose weight, you want to be more spiritual. You want to grow. Resistance is right there saying, man, it's a lot of trouble. Really that long. And if you think about this, you and I, for the longest time, were baffled by one thing. Men would come to group. They would attend three sessions. And they would never come and back. they just leave, yeah. And it was just the most baffling thing. They said, it's so good. We're getting so much out of it. Uh, this is really helping us. And then they disappeared. And they Mm -hmm. never came back again. And we have had multiple conversations over the years. What happened to those guys? Part of what happened, resistance said, this is going to be long. And this is going to take a lot of work. um, And it's more than you thought. And and really, it's beyond this book. Because resistance is a piece of it. But why else do you think... Well, oh, I think another yes. one of
1: the big reasons, the, the thing that comes to my mind is, see, my daughter uh, recently was was sick and she kind of got this sinus and ear infection kind of thing. And so, you know, we thought it was just a, a cold or allergies for a while, but after it had been going on for a week, we're like, okay, we need to take her in. So we go in and so they give her antibiotics, right? And what do they typically do with antibiotics? They put you on a 10-day course, course, right? What often happens, though, when you start taking antibiotics by about day three?
0: You feel better. You feel better. You stop taking the medicine. So then everybody
1: thinks, well, let me just stop taking the medicine, right? So I think that's another reason why some guys, hey, they come, they grab a few little nuggets of some helpful information. They start applying those things a little bit, and boom, they see a few changes. And so they go, hey. I guess I don't need to take the rest of the, the course, course of, of antibiotics, wow, right? And so know. that's another reason why I think guys start. But guess what happens with those guys that don't continue the course? Right. They're going to meet resistance as well, right? There's going to be a point at which they go, hey, you know, those two little, two little tips that I picked up, um, they don't seem to be working anymore <laughs> After when three months or something, that, yeah, your yeah. little technique for the, a while. The, 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 the first steps treatment doesn't work on the 10th step.
0: That's right.
1: You know, there's deeper knowledge that you have. And have.
0: also, it's, you know, we're talking about men quitting group. When a guy says, I've been doing group for six months, the guy goes, Six months? I thought I was going to come a couple of weeks and be cured. Right. It's like, What? Six months? Hey, well, you know what? Your emotional system needs some work, and it's going to take a little bit for you to. Get some insight, but resistance is always there on your shoulder, saying no. And we talked in the last episode: resistance is also aligned with evil. Mm-hmm. So resistance would be part of your emotional makeup, but what's the spiritual component? Component we got good and evil, and yeah. evil says, "What does evil say?" Evil says, "Hey, live lesser. Do you have to be that good? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be that good. Live." Live to a lower standard. Live, live smaller than, than what God envisioned. You're you're fine if you're just us. If you're smaller than what the vision is, and and if you're stuck for a while, is that bad? So what? Everybody's stuck. You can just stay in this stuck place for a while. Evil says live lesser, smaller, and stay in stuck places. It's just fine. Yeah, you know. But that's not what God says, and so. We're having two conversations. You're going to hear us going between resistance and and growth and evil and good. Mm -hmm. We're going to have these two conversations weaving in and out. Because forces of evil say lesser. Forces of good say bigger. Right? Live bigger by design with vision and hopes, integrity, purity. Live all the best of what the Father has for you.
1: Well, because when you think about it, you know, we're told that we we are to put our hope and our trust and make our requests to the God who can do beyond what we can think or imagine. So is that small? That's big, right? I love the fact that he says, even beyond what you can imagine. And you think about how creative some of us can be in our imagination, right? So sometimes I will tell guys at the workshop, when they're thinking about, what could be in their lives as it pertains to good, you know, the good that could be in their lives in the days ahead, I will often invite them to imagine as big as they possibly can and to then realize God goes bigger. Oh. So whatever the the grandest good that they could think about in terms of their integrity or in terms of their maturity as a man or as a father as a husband Mm -hmm. whatever the biggest dream that they could have in all of that god says i can go way above way above that
0: you know and it's interesting to me because when i was smaller in my thinking i would capture this idea and i would say well don't share with anybody because it's your idea You, you got an idea and as i've gotten older and wiser i hope god says Go ahead and pass that one out. I got another one for you. yeah. And he has never failed me. I give that one away on a podcast, and he gives me something else.
1: And I give that one away, and he
0: gives me something else. That's who we serve.
1: Well, yeah, this whole program would have ended seven years ago <laughs> or ten years ago if you hadn't kept uh, giving away. It's funny because, you know, Stephen and I years ago would do these little Saturday you know, uh, seminar type things. And it was funny because after doing a number of them, we, we looked at each other one time and we started realizing, I, I don't know what I'm saying that's yours and what you're saying. That's mine. And we (laughs) kind of made an agreement at a point said, listen, just go with it. Just go with it. Make it your own.
0: Right. (laughs) Act like you came up with it. That's too funny. And so I appreciate that
1: because if you think about that, that is pushing beyond the resistance of the fear that says, but wait a second, this was my idea, and, and it came up in my head, and, and what will happen if I give it away? Will, will I get credit, Yeah. right? Yeah. And if you think about that, that's, that's the resistance saying it really is all about you, Stephen. It's all... Make it make it about you, and if you think about it, isn't and be that,
0: selfish with it, and hold it, and don't let anybody else take it or get something if you're going to get it away.
1: And isn't that kind of that that lesser thinking?
0: Yes, because absolutely,
1: it it could very well remain yours. But and maybe, I could
0: die with my one little thought yeah. that I had captured.
1: Or think about how many thousands of people across the globe oh, wow. that you've been able to plant those ideas and give them away. That's a bigger, that's a bigger yeah. vision, right? That pushes beyond the resistance of saying, but I want to, I want to get all the credit and it's, it's mine, you know? Yeah.
0: So now I got to, when we talk, there's no telling where we go in these conversations. <laughs> and I appreciate you guys listening because every time God gives me something, I want to give it out now. Yeah. And I got to tell you something about what you just said. I'm listening to this speaker named Jim Wilder. I got to adjust my chair here a minute. Jim Wilder, and he is talking about mutual mind. And he says in there, he said, when you bond yourself to Christ, have you ever noticed how sometimes it's confusing and you go, is that my thought or is that your thought, God?
1: Mm.
0: And he said, it's both. When your mind and God's mind become one, it's mutual mind. And God will use your mind for thoughts and his mind for thoughts. And they're all one mind. Mm-hmm. Is that incredible? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we doubt ourselves oh, that's just me talking to myself. But God, how would you know that's not straight from God? It popped in your head. When you and God become one in mind, mm-hmm. then the flow, they come out of you, they come out of him, they circle around. All the good is from God, right? Yeah.
1: And that's that's a good delineation there as far as as far as understanding cuz I think it's it is all guided by his word. So I do think there's things that pop into our into our heads, but yes. then we have to we have to realize well that that's not of him, so then it's probably not of me.
0: Mm. And you're if talking if about evil, one, right? We're talking, about, we're talking evil about evil or lesser thoughts. Yeah, so when, yes. when
1: when Paul talks in Romans 7 about, hey, the good I want to do, evil's right there with me. Yes, and he's, that verse came
0: up too about resistance, evil is there. Well, if you
1: think about it, even in that context, he's, he's giving evil a separate uh, identity. He's giving evil a separate um, framework there.
0: Because God and I are over here, Because, and Yes, evil my is spirit is one with from, God,
1: right? Yes. So therefore, He's saying, "Evil is this outside entity." Yes, it, it's and not, it's right there. It appeals to every, you know, it yeah. appeals to that broken part of me and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I like that because it makes it makes us realize, w- w- hey, when all those things are coming, all those shame thoughts, all the shame lies, all those yes. things we we're talking about here about false identity and all that—that's not part of you as being one in Christ. That's right. right. And that's what you're talking about with the mutual mind kind of idea. That's
0: good. And and if you think about it, all those negative things said that we repeat were spoken by someone else. Mm -hmm. We did not speak those first. Every shame statement, you're stupid, Mm. don't act like that, you're not like us, what's wrong with you? All the shame... Right, and that's why we can say it's not of God and us. We may bring it in and repeat it. But it came from
1: outside. That's right. It was this
0: outside brokenness, evil, smallness, lesser thinking, right? That we want to be in mutual mind with God. And the reason I said that was because even when you and I talk, there's a mutual mind. Mm Mm-hmm why because the spirit that's in me is also in you
1: yeah
0: and it generates from him right oh yeah that's and what we this one, one body yeah this one thing and i love this mutual mind thing he says because cuz in the moment he says that you and if you ask god for something god will give you something and he might it's not going to be clear where it came from But when you ask God to give it to you, he might use your mind to give it to you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It might come from his mind, right? And it doesn't matter. It's all one mind. As long as it's consistent with Scripture and good, we know that. Versus the distinction you're making, the outside influences that have been spoken over us, told to us, Mm -hmm. that false identity, right? Right. So I don't know how we got off on a little theology. So yeah, back there. to doing but the work. It's good. <laughs> so, so in the book, the author says, do the work, then stop and do some research, and then keep doing the work and stop and do some research. So
1: no research meaning kind of evaluate what you've done. Yes, and, I'm going to build okay. on that.
0: That's good. But do the work. Don't say, okay, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to do anything. Start moving. Do the work. On the integrity journey, on the purity journey, what should you do first? Do the work. Do you have great insight? No, do the
1: work, right? Go to group. Do the work. Exactly. To put some some practical application to that, starting very simply would be, hey, plug into a group. You've, or, or even going through and saying, hey, I need to go through my house and, and eliminate controllable sources of temptation. That's right. Do the work. So, That's yeah, right. That, Cut off so, your
0: cable if you have to. Do so what you're work.
1: saying is, okay, you start that, and then at some point you need to evaluate what you've done. That's is right. That, and then stop
0: and read and learn and grow and get new ideas. And don't stop doing the work. Do the work. Mm-hmm. And then learn more and think different and do the work. Mm.
1: Right. And I would I would almost say that I think a lot of what we're talking about here, it kinda happens in layers. So if you think about it, a lot of times the way this looks on the on the the big scale journey of of overcoming lust and growing in integrity is a lot of the early work is very behavioral. Right? Yes, absolutely. Listen, just we just go got these to the huge motion. boulders we gotta move out of the way. We gotta we gotta, you know, stop looking at porn. We gotta put up some barriers. We we yes. gotta behavior. Go to things.
0: group. Read a book. Do something. Accountability.
1: And then I think you move into an understanding. And by the way, I don't think you ever uh, fully graduate from any of these. It's not like, hey, listen, I'm 18 years into this journey, and I don't I don't do any more behavioral work. It's like, well, no, of course I still have boundaries in place. They might look different today than right. they did early on. But then I think you move more into a lot of the emotional work, and that's the stuff that seems to take so long, right? Mm. Would you feel like, because I think there's a different kind of resistance that you meet when you start getting into dealing with all the emotional work than necessarily the resistance that's you true. meet in the behavior. Well, you work, don't right?
0: understand the emotional work at all. You've been doing, right. you've been going through the motion and fantasizing, right? And so emotionally, that system is stunted until you stop fantasizing and escaping and take that time to invest in growth, it's like a foreign language. Right. Right? I have pain. I use porn. I feel lonely. I use porn. I, I feel neglected. I Right? That's mm. and, and, and zap all the resources with the porn. Yeah. So when you say it's a different confusing. Welcome to the real world. It's brand new, really. Yeah, new language, new game, new reality here. So do your research and keep working. What is research? Learn, grow, pray, seek wisdom, and keep growing and apply it. And right. And so we're always working And learning and working and learning.
1: And I would say as a little aside then of a place where you can get a lot of excellent resources for a lot of this research and learning component would be our purecommunity.org website. And we have dozens, maybe even hundreds of Books and podcasts and blogs and so so that's that could also be part of your research, right? Like, let's say you're really wanting yes. to to move into, hey, I want <clears throat> to, I really want to grow more in terms of this emotional aspect. Well, hey, we mentioned a couple episodes ago of Emotional Healthy Spirituality by Peter Sciasero. So, so these these are the types of things that, as you get into maybe some of these later stages, uh, you can learn about Covenant Eyes, great blog that's always got great. Resources and ideas about setting boundaries and building relationships, and those kinds of things. So, that could be part of the research.
0: So, this book, "Do the Work," is if you want to write a book, if you want to write a play, if you want to do a project, it's just a book to keep you on task,
1: setting goals and really working. Well, but that, right?
0: but but I would be careful because it's only one theme, and it's resistance. You're gonna want to stop. Mm. That's it. That's the whole pr- premise of the book, is there are forces aligned against you. Whatever good you want to do, resistance will try to stop you. So this is a little kick-in-the-pants book to not stop, don't stop. It's a difficult climb. Keep going. Don't let resistance take you out. Finish. So so he breaks this down. He says, uh, whenever you set up a project, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end and whether that's a project, a writing, or a life task, or even a purity journal, mm-hmm. journey, a purity journey, there is a beginning and a middle. And I would say it's sort of open-ended, really, because we're always working on that. Well, there is an end. We die at some point. So <laughs> that's good. He says somewhere in the middle... You're going to wake up and say, I, I don't want to go forward anymore, and I don't want to go backward anymore, and this is hard, and this is long, mm-hmm. and this is part of what resistance will say. Really? Do you want to finish this? Isn't this hard? Shouldn't you quit? And then good will say, look how far you've come. Look what you've done. Don't. And there will be a battle that goes on within you. And yeah. this is resistance. It's long. It's hard. Do I have to? Why don't you quit? And what do you say when resistance wants to scream in a man's ear who's on a journey for integrity?
1: Well, this is why we tell the guys at the end of every single workshop, when we talk about the issue of accountability, how essential it is that when you have that hope and fervor and energy to really press into the next season that you spend that energy making sure you build a strong network of men around mm. you. Because I always tell them, I say, it's not if you want to quit, when you want to quit. Yeah, There's gonna come true. a point when you want to quit, exactly this yes. idea of resistance. That's why it's so essential that you have those guys around you that when you get to that point, wherever it is, in the middle, you get to that point where you yes. go, that's it, I don't want to do this anymore. That you have guys around you that'll go, let me give you some perspective. <laughs> Yes. Let me help you realize why it's better to go forward than it is to go backward. Yes. And so I would say you need you need people around you. It's not something I don't think we have such great inner strength that we can get to this middle stage where we feel like well, I don't want to go forward or backward anymore. I just want to kind of stay stuck. I don't think we have this as such a great inner strength that, that on our own we will push ourselves forward. I think our natural tendency is if we put our lives in neutral, we will not drift towards good. That's right. We'll drift toward evil. And so that's why we need people around us that that have invested in us and that we've invested in them. That when we reach these various stages of saying, I want to quit, they can go, oh, we're going to rally around you and we're going to help. Listen, there might be a season where we just need to... We just need to lift you up and let you rest. Yes. But we're going to keep you from going backward. Yes. And then we'll kind of ease you forward. Yeah. And,
0: and I would say also in those moments, practice the presence of God, mm. saying,
1: how come I don't want
0: to go forward, God? What's going on here? Practice taking it to the Father and waiting for the answer.
1: Yeah, because he very well could be wanting to reveal some more things, even from your history, yes. that have yet been healed or, or or dealt with. So
0: on the purity journey, there are no milestone markers. There are no certificates. There's no grades. There's no finish line. There's no celebration. There's no diploma. There's no credentials. Right? So there's no ending place on this journey. And I captured a couple of lines. Love the mission. Love the work you're doing. Find a way to love the work you do following Christ, working for integrity, strengthening men, growing. Find some part of this work that you love so that you love your work and you love your God. Mm, mm-hmm. And what would you say about these?
1: I would say that's very consistent with with what Jesus said was the greatest mm. in terms of the command. He said, love God and love others. So when you're saying love your mission, that obviously has something to do with others because the mission is never individually focused the the mission is never focused inward toward me right the mission is always focused outward through me Mm. so the so in other words it doesn't disconnect us from the mission god does this amazing thing where he says he's given to us the church the ministry of reconciliation that's a huge responsibility and so i love what i love the way you said it though Man, find the part of the mission that really jazzes you, that really energizes you. Sometimes I think what we do, especially as men, is we think it's all or nothing. Mm. Meaning either I have to do all the mission or I'm not going to do any of it. Mm. And I love the way you're kind of saying, hey, you're you're wired a certain way. You're bent a certain way. You've got a particular history. Your story is unique. So find where that fits into the mission where you can have some passion. Yes. Because the passion is what's going to bring the energy and create the momentum to keep with it. Because when you meet that resistance, you better have passion that's greater than the resistance. Because otherwise, you know, resistance will take you out. Because if you're just doing this for like a duty, like, well, hey, listen, I know I'm supposed to love my neighbor. And it's just a dutiful thing, but you haven't found a way to do it with passion. Um, Resistance is going to take you out. So I got to finish
0: from the earlier program. We said, be childlike. Remember, you're fully equipped. Mm. You are living part of a God grand design. Number four on that earlier list, do God things, practice God things every day. And number five, be an expert. I really think God is calling us to be an expert. If you want, if you want to make a child care, or if you want to be a baker of bread, or an artist, or a, one that learns about men and integrity, be an expert. Everybody on your Bible, be, figure out what God made you uniquely for, and live with passion for the thing God made you uniquely
1: good at. That is really good. And listeners, we're glad that you've been with us. And, you know, if you would like some more resources on this journey of really doing the work and finding uh, some great information that can help you at whatever stage you're in along the way, simply go to our website, purecommunity.org. That's our website that has all kinds of resources from all different um, kinds of authors and and ministries uh, that are really helpful. And so we really think that's going to be a great resource for you. We're so glad you've been with us, and we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Thanks. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.